I'm John Perry. I'm Ted Cupper. And this is Constellation, making the graphic novel. Join us as we build an original science fiction world. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Constellation podcast. How are you doing today, Ted? I'm good. How are you today, John? Not bad. And today is going to be all about Zoya's side of the story, because we left off with the end of the Tim plotline, where, you know, Tim has gotten up to this point where he's about to complete the third trial and get into the club. He's got a priest cornered in naturalist world. He's got a weapon. Everything is in order, but uh, maybe he hesitates a little bit because, you know, he doesn't feel great about what he's doing. And that provides an opportunity for shockingly for Tim to himself get killed. And this would hopefully be a surprise to our readers at this point. Um, And he is killed by none other than Zoya, who we thought was up until that point hazing Tim. But as we've been alluding to this whole time... And as we revealed last uh, time, if you were listening. And we've revealed this, uh, you know, going back many episodes now. um, Really, Zoya is not a club member. She was not hazing Tim. She is being hazed herself. And a lot of what you thought was happening was not the case. And so now is our opportunity with Zoya holding... You know, we don't know what weapon. We'll say a gun, just for simplicity right now smoking gun that she's just shot Tim with. Um, and, and actually, it looks like Zoya has saved this priest's life, right, from Tim. So your first thought might be Zoya was not about to allow Tim to do this, right? Maybe maybe she stepped in, she intervened, because she had uh, some sort of feeling of conscience in that moment. So, I mean... Let's just start with who Zoya is, right? I mean, she's first generation, That's right? right? Mm-hmm. So she was born in the constellation. That's right. Um, I mean, I guess a decent question is like, do we actually know how old she is? Maybe this is a late to be I asking that we, question. I think we did talk about that, but I can't now remember what we said. Uh, I wonder if we wrote that It feels down. like she's like, early 20s at the oldest but then i don't know you know in constellation time you know right because adolescence might be quite prolonged uh Uh, and everyone would look that way right i mean i guess what i'm saying is like she's clearly still under the influence of her parents but there's any number of reasons that could be the case yeah i mean this is something that we have not yet determined i think according to our big chart anyway which is like when when was she born and it's something that's worth thinking about i feel like um, she's not someone who's lived multiple lifetimes in the constellation, although her parents being first gen could have had her quite some time ago. Um, but yeah, I like the idea that she's not her parents' first child either, that they have other older children and that's part of, you know, the pressure on her is that she's being compared to these other successful children that are older than her. Now, we conceived of her parents initially as, like, being this, I mean, I think we still have conceived of them this way, as being this power couple Mm -hmm. uh, that are, you know, very high-powered corporate lawyers that were, you know, sort of striving. 
and that that's sort that's of what who they've they been were. in the in the old world, right? Is what you're saying, right? And yeah. it would make sense that you know two working professionals like that might not find time to have kids under the old rules, but once they made it into the constellation, might suddenly have multiple kids, uh, given how much easier it would be. Yeah, well, especially um, if they're really in successful ways. in the constellation in the early years, which is something we talked about maybe being the case, right? So they are people who are like pretty successful on Earth, but, you know, maybe held back in some ways or just, you know, Earth is a limited place. You can only do so well. Uh, but then they got into the constellation and they really started to uh, expand. And then I would think that there would be both status reasons and practical reasons to raise some kids and have, you know, really loyal family members out there um, that could be, you know, uh, part of your network, trusted parts of your network, as well as, you know, just it'd be high status to have a lot of, you know, successful, intelligent kids, I would imagine. Well, I don't know if it'd be like high status inherently, because it is cheaper than it used to be and easier, yeah, but right? It's, so like but it's, it's a less costly like signal. Successful still implies that you did a good job parenting them, which is a labor intensive task. I still think there'd be a status value to like having children that you can quote unquote be proud of. I feel like that's true now. I, I think that's true, I but I think, I think, I think, I think that would just be destroyed. But I think like the economics of it are quite different. Um, Certainly the economics but, of having the children are quite different. Yes, that's because you don't true. have to be pregnant. Right, if you know right. like you how can, the you system can, works. Right, as long as it's uh, late enough in our history, then you can uh, you can switch it to immediate, and then as long as you're not trying to have tons and tons of kids, you will uh, not have to go through much of a waiting. You period. can just des- design a safe nursery world that rocks them to sleep and mm-hmm. you know ensures that they can't die. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it does seem to me like. But those also seem to me like arguments why, like you know, these two people that might have been too busy before would 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 get into this right like to expand their reach so right if zoya has siblings right i think that's important um maybe multiple siblings i mean maybe she's maybe she's the youngest um yeah i like the idea that she's like the youngest or younger or among the younger siblings yeah um i guess it depends on how many there are and whether the parents have had enough to like hit the limit yet or anything like that i don't know if that i mean you know, not literally hit the limit, but you know what I mean? Like get, get past the threshold where they have to wait a long time. Um, but what number now, did we say that was? It was like six or something. Like if you have six kids, you get up to the, up to the oh, limit. Oh, that's a good question. It's somewhere in that ballpark, it's, right? Because it, like after a certain, because it, because it takes longer to, to gestate each time, right. it, you know, you hit a, a ceiling right? where at least like a ceiling in terms of our, our timeline, like, you know, when our story happens. So, right. Where you'll eventually be able to have more kids later in the future, but not, uh, not during this time space of this story. So uh, she feels like she could be like, if she's like the sixth or something like that of six and, uh, her parents realize that they're going to be waiting some time before they can get another one that puts a certain amount of pressure on her to perform that I kind of like, um, where they're like, you know, your brothers are all doing well for the family business and you, we can't have any more kids for a long time. So we're really huh, counting that's on you. That's true. 
That's true. If they decided, you know what, like, because if they're all about expanding their influence, mm-hmm. right, and they just decide to maximize the number of kids they have to do that, right, and they raise them because you have also a tremendous amount of control in the constellation over your children, right? I mean, you can sort of raise them in a you know, oh, yeah. propaganda, not, well, not just a like nursery. Them, but basically, like, as we've talked about in other parts of the world. Now, at some point, if you want them to, to do things for you in a useful way, you kind of need to let them set them free, right? I think like, because they're not trying to do the, you know, the weird cult leader thing where you keep them in a box, like they want them to go out and expand the family name so right 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 they're at not, some point they're not holding to one world so they need to the, their kids to be out there yeah yeah so you need to like but you but you could like mentally indoctrinate them one could think uh, a few different ways uh so if she is late if she's literally their like latest kid and like right up against the limit of what you can do because of the rules of imposed by the constellation. Mm -hmm. I really like what that does because one, their, their science of kid raising is at its best, right? I mean, they've done this, let's say it's six times, right? Right. Right. They've had a chance to really like refine their style. Yeah. Uh, number two, a lot of their kids, I mean, they might have one failure in the mix, right? There might be you sure. Know, there might there's be the always one. a black sheep, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there might be the one black sheep that they can point to and be like, "Don't turn out like him," right? right. But like, uh, but like, if most of them have been successful, then that's like creates the gold standard for Zoya to live up to. Yeah. And if again they can't, they're hitting the limit, like the literal physical limits of the constellation world. You know that makes her scarce, and it makes her sort of this valuable asset to them. Right. Yeah, it does like kind of create the right conditions for like maximum pressure on her. Yeah, it justifies a little bit heavier pressure from the parents, I think. You know, obviously they're being a little irrational no matter what, but it makes it a little bit more understandable why they're putting so much on her. Because until now they've been able to be like, well, if this one doesn't work out, we'll just have another kid. But now they realize that's they're going to be waiting a while on that. So if this doesn't if this doesn't work out, they're going to need a completely different strategy. Well, they're strange in a way. Like, I mean, like their psychology is is similarly strange to Tim's, right? I mean, they have this sort of single-minded, power-hungry focus. So, right, you know, today is not really about getting into their heads. It's about getting into Zoya's so they can sort of be black boxes for now. But, um, yeah, but no, yeah, I just that's... want their actions to be plausible, like generally yeah. plausible from the outside. We don't need to know their innermost psychology. Just... I mean, at some point, I, that would be I don't want them to just be like cool, though, or something. You to know, figure should... out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and we're spending a lot of time on this, but I do think this is pretty important before we even like, like really get into the beats here, because Zoya is in effectively an art school, right? I mean, she's in, we're calling it Maker World, but it's a... Uh, yeah, she's in a community of people who make art. So, you know, it may not be really formal the way a school is, but it is definitely um, like a scene of artists. And there are people who have very little, because remember, this is a world where like material needs are irrelevant. So they have really very little reason to interact with the world outside of the maker scene that they're part of, right? Um just the amount that they want to, but there's no, no real external reason why they have to. Yeah, I think that's correct. And we have talked about how like the, the sort of maker world, if you live there 
and you have access to special libraries and things that make building worlds easier and proprietary knowledge and that maybe there's dues, right? We at one point we talked about maybe like Tim has like a crappy job that he has there. Right, right. Um, yeah. We haven't talked about that in a while, actually. Like, but um, and you know, I guess next time we return to the Tim storyline, that's something we should explore. But it seems like if you had a job there, your job would be helping other people build their worlds, basically. Yeah, or like, you know, running the I, I, we had an idea at some yeah. point, right? Or we were talking about like how there might be a credit system where he has to like review other people's worlds to like remain in good standing, right? Like, get right. feedback, that almost like sense. a writer's group. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know that there would be like it would it would be a little gamified some to some degree. Um, you know, we've also talked about how there's like you know ways to get credited uh, and you know or get certified as being a world maker. Um, so I don't know to what degree this is actually like a prestigious program. I see, I right. It could be more school-like, more of a certification thing or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm thinking about now like Zoya uh, is, you know, in my head before she was kind of a rebel. We were kind of saying like, you know, her parents wouldn't, you know, approve of this art thing, Right. Um, and they don't become interested until it becomes clear that she can win this award and get into the club. We still could do it that way. Sure. But, you know, it does sort of ask the, like, raise the question of, you know, how she ends up there in the first place. Is this, like, fully her decision to, like, but if, because if this is more that of a prestigious That was definitely how I was thing. imagining it. I wasn't imagining it. When we were when we were pitching it that way before, I wasn't imagining that the parents would have let her go there. They just get wind of the fact that this could somehow benefit them and then they're on board. But it could also be, you know, I mean, if, if world building is this prestigious art, if it's similar to how making movies or making video games or something like that is today, then, um, you know, the parents could be way more, gung-ho about it especially if we're thinking of this as being less of a like hip indie community and more of like a prestigious art school you know like uh, like if it's like hard to get into or if there's like a sort of exclusivity aspect uh to this place then i could see the parents being into that you know for its own sake and just being like well our daughter has decided to you know be an artist so we just want to make sure that she's a very well-regarded successful artist and she's at like the best school at the best school with the best access to the best everything and you know yeah i mean i i I could see that version of it too i think there's i think both versions are consistent so it yeah it's a little bit arbitrary just which one we like better but i think there's um well there's some value to that too i think the reason i'm being pulled towards that second one Mm -hmm where it's a prestigious school that they approve of is because the alternative where she goes out on her own and does this, I think, I mean, there's something interesting about that, right? Like, you know, she was raised in this, you know, carefully planned nursery and propagandized from a child to be like, continue the family line and do, you know, like serve the family business or whatever. And she said, no, I'm going to go to art school. Like that's all, that's all cool. I get that. But, Uh but somehow she has to get, pulled back in right so how does she get pulled back in right like if she's and i don't like it seems like none of our beats that i'm looking at here like provide like yes sort of the impetus 
is that she is up for this award and that makes the parents interested. But right. that doesn't establish why, if she already had escaped her parents' influence, that they would establish a hold on her again. It, which is why it kind of makes more sense to me that maybe they always sort of had a halfway hold on her. Well, I mean, I don't want to uh, devil's advocate this too hard because I'm not really opposed to the other option. But I, I think I can, I think I can argue against that, which is just like, you know, if she is into it as a sort of rebellious or like I don't know what to do with myself I'm gonna go do this for a while kind of move young person's move and then uh the parents uh only get interested after she wins the award you know that doesn't mean that she doesn't want their approval just because she wasn't willing to you know go into boring business or unethical business or something uh in order to get it um and then the next thing that happens is that Tim blackmails her and that really does commit her to um, to the next several parts of the of the story. So, I mean, in that version of the story, I think it's true that Zoya never really cares that much about the club itself. That never really is a value to her one way or another. Um, it's just more like she has this opportunity to like please her parents, which she really couldn't do without making compromises she didn't want to make before. And, and then at the same time, she's got this pressure from outside. Right. But she's not interested in pleasing her parents in like the full rebel version. Right. Like that's not in it. That's not, I mean, yes, she could be like, I guess so. I'm not really, to me, it's not that hard to reconcile the idea of somebody who like doesn't want to go into the family business is willing to disappoint their parents in order to find themselves and be their own person and yet still wants their parents approval and doesn't want them like, I mean, I get that, that, but right from the start and we might as well just get into the beats now. Mm -hmm. We have to get her into this contract with Tim. Yeah. That's like, right. Mm -hmm. So immediately we have this thing where that she would only, I mean, let's like, okay, so we've got two beats here. Let's sort of like cover them quickly because this will sort of illustrate what I'm trying to say. So the first beat is Zoya and the parents realize she can get into the club via the contest. We know that, uh, like, you know, it's not clear when Zoya found out about this. I mean, she probably, this might have been obvious when she signed up for the contest or it may not have been. Uh, the parents might have been may something have... that she didn't know, and the parents did because, like, why would you know this unless you cared? Kind of thing, you know. It's not necessarily super public. Yeah, and maybe maybe she didn't actually enter a contest. Maybe it's something that she got sort of drafted into by sure. a Could professor who was or, like, right? Like, yeah, maybe it's like all the final projects get entered from this school, or maybe. Yeah, someone. I mean, the contest itself could just be the school contest if it is, if it's really like the high end, you know, prestigious uh, world building school of the constellation, then their like student contest at the end of every year would be like the Student Academy Awards or something. You know, it would be like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there would be pay, people would pay attention just to that, I think, because it's like the emerging. Uh, class of new creators you know um so it could even just be that if we want it to be if that's the world we end up going with 
Yeah, I do think that that's a possibility. And, but then, you know, at some, okay, so, I mean, here, we can actually just stay on this beat for a moment, and I can hold off on my, my point I was trying to make earlier. Because, you know, what is, what is Zoya hoping to get out of this, right? I mean, if we're saying she's just in it for the art, she doesn't care about the club, that's fine. But does she care about winning? Does she care about prestige? Does she, I mean, most artists also want to be successful and have their art seen. I mean, right? I think so. if she has had any kind of argument with her parents about going to the art world in the first place, then she's going to have a lot of psychological desire to like win and show that she is good enough and that her, you know, it's worth it and all of that. I think that's uh, I think that's a strong desire. Um, now, if the parents are like super gung ho, they're just like, you know, great. You got into the best world building school. Now win the top world building prize at the world building school so you can be the best world builder. Then I kind of feel like maybe she would be like the kind of person who, you know, like the like the sister in election, like she doesn't care about it. And that's why she wins it kind of thing. Like it's like election, her. which is a really good movie. You're talking about the, uh, the sister that just like runs for office. So but, she like, plays like the off. Ross Perot spoiler role in this like student election. That's this, the focus of the movie election and the book it's based on, I suppose as well. I've actually not read the book, but, uh, uh, Alexander Payne movie from the nineties. Uh, great movie. Watch great it. movie. Matthew Broderick really holds up Reese Witherspoon. Uh, and there's a yeah there's there's a there's Reese Witherspoon who plays a Hillary Clinton esque do gooder uh, overachiever, and then there's a a, a a a a football player who's running against her, and then his younger sister is like a goth, and and she gives a speech where she's like, I don't care, so vote for me, and then she becomes the the popular one for a period of time in the story, and uh, that. I don't know that I could see Zoya playing a role like that where, you know, maybe not literally herself because it's not politics, but like, you know, her, her world or her design, her art or kind of self-sabotaging her, her like. approach is kind of, yeah, self-sabotaging or like, um, self-negating, you know, like, um, uh, uh, a sort of, why do we care about this? This is all stupid, you know, artifice, uh, kind of approach that maybe is actually really popular because maybe 75 years into the constellation, you know, people have gone through so many different versions of sincere experiences that they're like kind of sick of them and they're in a sort of ironic phase or something. Um, I mean, I, it's possible. I, I'm not arguing that that has to be, but I think that that's one way that it could go. Uh, yeah. I, so yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of forks here. Um, so, and and we're getting stuck here right at the beginning of our timeline, but it's this is kind of important. It's kind well, of like I think well, this one is more consequential to what's coming than the others. So I kind of feel like we need to decide, you know, do we want her to be rebellious or uh, or not? And like her whole stance do we want towards her to her be um, yeah. to be aimless or to be focused on on world building? You know, um, I think it's got to be one or the other, but it could be either of those. Um, and 
you know, I mean, somebody can act like they don't care about things, but really deeply they do care. But we should show, you know, how is she trying to appear as if she doesn't care versus how is she actually leaking the truth that she does care. Um, if that's how we want to do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what do we think is the most interesting thing? I feel like, you know, her her status as someone who has grown up in the constellation is, I think, the biggest aspect here. And the fact that her parents probably had wild control of her while she grew up, which actually, as I'm saying that, my brain is saying that that mitigates against rebellion, because I think the truth is that she would have been broken long ago. Well, that's kind of where right? my head is going. Like, like right? Nat, like that just I seems like, like the psychological this, reality to me. I mean, I don't know if it's the psychological reality or not, but like that's where I'm. I'm feeling pulled toward this thing where she's like much more under their thumb than than we were kind of conceiving. And I know there's this whole other thing where she's rebellious but not rebellious. Like you know, like you 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 say fuck you, dad, but you really do care what dad thinks. Like I mean, I get that. Uh, you know, and there's you know, right, plenty right, of stories right. about that. Yeah. But um, and we can show that I'm sure, but. She should certainly have conflict with them in either case, but I think maybe she's been beaten. Maybe I'm buying a little more the idea that she's been beaten by them before and that she doesn't really expect to get what she wants when it conflicts with what they want, you know? Um, so she's not openly rebellious, not because she has no desires that are different, but because she realizes that's not a great strategy for getting what she wants. But, you know, she's gonna have to deal with them. Yeah. Um, what do you think? You, you sound like you don't like that. No, it's not that I don't like that. It's that I'm like general, genuinely stuck on stuck in what way? just where to go i feel like we should just game one of these out and just go with it but i'm like having you know normally i would sort of be advocating for something here but i'm kind of uh really on the fence um let's do this let's go to the next beat and see if maybe that creates some kind of uh, bottleneck or funnel that will inform where we have to start from, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, right. Because like, like we're basically saying, well, it could make sense either way. We can make it work either way, but we know where we have to, something we have to make happen, which is kind of tricky, right? Which is we have to get her to sign this contract. Right. So Tim is going to approach her, uh, with a deal to sort of trade information, help each other get into the club regardless of who wins. This is prior to her winning, but after she's been made aware that whoever wins is going to get into the club, she knows that her parents find that interesting. Um, she may or may not find that interesting for herself. We haven't really decided yet. Uh, but for whatever reason, she makes this deal that is basically a bad deal, thinking that she will never have to make good on it because uh, it's triggered by her going to this place that she doesn't expect to go. Tim has some information she doesn't have, so um, that puts him at an advantage here. The parents also don't have that information, I guess, because they're involved and they don't see uh, they don't see that uh, problem. 
So those are the things that it absolutely has to do. I guess the question is, yeah, what makes Zoya think that signing this deal, no matter how unlikely she is to have to do it, is something she should do when she could just say no? Right? Yeah, it seems like the rebellious version of, like, the hardcore rebellious version of Zoya that is, like, the uh, the character from Election that you referenced who's just like, who cares, right? But right. it's maybe popular for saying that, but still is, like, has this sort of who cares rebellious attitude. Right. Is going to be like, ha-ha, yeah, that's a funny idea, Tim. Yeah, go go fuck yourself right like there's no way i'm signing this contract not unless Uh, tim already had something over her or something at that time which i can't even imagine what that would be um yeah now she might not think she's gonna win especially if she's that character that's sort of like yeah no she definitely doesn't think she's gonna win or she would never have signed it right but even thinking that your chances of winning are like one percent it's a pretty dumb move when the alternative is just give up nothing right so there has to be some reason why she thinks this is, uh, you know, an okay thing to do. Now, our answer previously was, uh, because I think we've had the more rebellious version of her in our heads this whole time, right? Like it would be, it would be, that's kind of like the default, right? I think that's kind of where we've been and, and making her a little more, uh, mind controlled by her parents would be would be a deviation from that. So if we assume how we've been have been thinking about it, the right. solution that we had right. was one or both of her parents intervene in that negotiation with Tim in like a very direct way, right? Like either right. you know she says no, but the parents like her overheard and they say like no, you're gonna take that deal. You go back there right now, right. Uh, up to they actually step in, introduce themselves to Tim and say like, we're lawyers, we're going to negotiate this contract on behalf of our client Zoya here. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be as on the no- nose as that, but you see what I'm saying. Like, right, it a- could be it could be uh, as, as direct as that as, if we want, or it could be more subtle. She could flicker away and have some conversation with them and then flicker back and, you know, but but we could show the other side of that during this flashback time. And it could be them saying, you know, here are all the reasons why you have to make this deal. Either reasons that have to do with having a plan B if she does lose or reasons that have to do with something else. You know, um, I mean, there could, be, could be, I could imagine a couple of different reasons why the parents might care about this. Um, but I guess, yeah, I don't know. Um, this is one of the hardest things I think that we have in the story right now to justify. And it's, it's pretty important um, because it leads us into uh, where we want to go. So yeah, she has to be persuaded to make what is pretty clearly a bad deal for her. Um, And if her parents aren't going to be the ones to do it, then how is it going to get done? So what if, how about this, right? Mm -hmm. What if instead of, uh, what if we go ahead and say, because I am sort of riffing off of something you said earlier, we go ahead and say that if she is rebellious, but this is her rebellion, her rebellion is going and being successful at something her parents don't take seriously, right? Sure. Let's go with, let's, let's just sort of game out that version, Okay. right? Because yeah. I think there might be something fruitful there. Okay. So 
in this version, there's nothing prestigious about this maker world. There's nothing prestigious about going and being a world builder. Uh, but you know, that's exactly why she likes it. Right. It's, it's what, it's like everything her parents are not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, and so, uh, and actually that means that she wants to win the award, right? Because she wants to, like you said, like, that's the biggest fuck you of all is like proving that like, I'm actually going to be recognized for this thing you said was a waste of time. Right. Um, and maybe that's the most important thing is like winning the award, but also maybe the club thing too is, is, is symbolic for her. I mean, I mean, we haven't fully figured out how the club is. Right. Right. Like I can see she doesn't care that much about the club qua club, but she loves that she'll be able to lord it over her parents basically that she knows they'll care about it. And that turns her on. Well, that's possible. That's not exactly what I was going to say, but that, that, that's an interesting dimension, but I, as well, but I, I also think, you know, the, we've all taught floated the idea that, uh, there are famous artists that are members of the club. Right. So it may be that she just legitimately wants to be part of the club. I mean, maybe not like the way that Tim does. Right. Right. I mean, she wants. Yeah. It makes sense that like her parents value status. She's been raised to value status in this world. And this club will being in this club is equal to having really high status. So, you know, if she got in there by doing the things she likes doing that they thought was stupid, then all the better, you know. Right, like that part of her parents' mind control worked, that like obsession with status. Yeah, because that's but just not, your cultural milieu. Like you can you can't necessarily Yeah, that's harder that's to That's like choose. the water she swims in, maybe. Exactly. Like she doesn't she doesn't recognize that that's like something that's she's been indoctrinated with. Right. But like the particular status game she's playing is not the one that's endorsed by the parents. Right. 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 Uh, so that and that gets us to a point where she actually wants to sign the contract right potentially in that moment because it's it's not until a little bit later that the club sort of shows how ugly and uh you know problematic it is right i mean right right and she might not have that much knowledge of the club since she's maybe not obsessed with it in the same way that tim is she just like when she finds out this is a prize you can get she's kind of interested in it because it sounds prestigious you know um but yeah i I mean i mean it's almost and and it's you know it's funny because i can imagine the moment that the parents get involved is the moment that she cools on the whole thing right right? that makes sense too right because she yeah somehow they find out and instead of being like you know, humiliated and cowed and, and made to feel like, Oh, our daughter is smart. Like she was hoping they're like, well, this is a perfect opportunity for us. Basically we can get our tentacles into this club, you know, finally Zoya, you found some way to be useful to us or whatever. You know, I mean, we could almost have the, the same beat where they intervene in the contracts, but it's, it just starts a little differently, right? It doesn't start with Zoya trying to blow Tim off. It starts with Zoya basically saying, oh, okay, this, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like she's kind of receptive to this idea, uh-huh. right? And then 
the parents catch wind of it and like want to like flesh out the contract and like make it like because they're like oh this is you know what i mean like well like, they, in the moment i think that, the parents should specifically be trying to make sure that she can renege on her side you know like so the part that is going to screw them up like the event world part the parents should be like well this is you know make it trigger it to this world then you just don't can avoid this world and it'll be no problem you'll never have to do the thing you know like i mean they might even introduce the uh they might even introduce that part of it right that's what i'm thinking like that should be their amendment to the because they're the lawyers right like like, i mean it's not like tim we know is clever in some ways right i mean he's like he knows a lot about the club he's like a world builder but he's not trying to create any kind of loopholes he's trying to like bind them both right so he's probably creating like a more tight contract and they probably figure out this way to loosen it you know what do you mean loosen it like that's the part I'm not because I'm saying that they would introduce the whole idea of like let's make this a contract. Like what are you what are you saying? What what's oh, the loose version? I guess uh, I was assuming that like things are just contracts in this world and that's just a reality of it. So I would guess I was thinking that the thing that they would introduce is the idea that the um, that it only triggers in the world. Or right, but what else would it trigger? It I has to trigger off of a world. I guess that's like sort of an inherent feature of it. Uh, so you would have to be. The, maybe it's more just like, well, they approve of the concept of signing this contract because they feel that you know she can avoid it by just avoiding the world or something. Like, I don't know. It, yeah, I wish it was. I, maybe, I, maybe I wish it was something else in the contract besides the world that she shows up to, but. Uh, that's what we have for now as being the thing. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, like that feels like it, it'd be cool just... if they were like adding something in particular to try to make the contract uh, more one-sided, and then it you know doesn't work for whatever reason because they don't know as much about the club as they should. Right. Well, but making it club world doesn't even really make it one-sided because if the inside, you mean event world, like. Or, so, yes, event world. <laughs> this is where our terrible names are getting yeah, we us gotta in trouble. Start, but, we got to rename those sometime soon. But, but yeah, it just seems like, like I don't know how to make that one. With the current design of it that we have, mm-hmm. it's not one-sided. It's relatively equal. It's just, it's only one-sided in the sense that maybe, like, Tim cares more. But if her parents care a lot, then it's actually a quite equal arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even given all the information, but right? they like want. Even- I think they would want to have a way of. They would want for her to have a way to renege on it. I think that's their character, and also I think that's, you know, like they're looking to get an advantage from Tim. They're not looking to provide an advantage to Tim. Um. So I don't know. I mean, we'd have to, I, I don't know how you design it to do that. So I don't have a pitch for it right now, but I think that's what they would be trying to do if they could. Well, I mean, unless their interests are very specific, right? I mean, we've said that their businesses, they run Almanac World, right? Like they run, right, again, right. So maybe they just called. literally want the, the tip and that would be enough for them because they could put that in Almanac World and, you know, 
publicized. Yeah, this idea of exposing the, the browsing history. I, I suppose maybe we should spell this out for the the listeners since we haven't said this in a while. But the the gist of the contract is, uh, whoever wins the contest when they if they return to the world where the contract was made, which is on the event world where the award ceremony is held, when they return there, they're browsing history essentially which is just the list of all worlds they've been to is exposed automatically to the other party which means that whoever gets into the club has been to the super secret club world and then that address gets given to the other person even though they didn't win right so it's like a way to ensure that even if you don't win you still know where the club world is Right, Again, right. We know- and actually, that kind of does make sense if the parents only want that for Almanac World and don't, like, because they wouldn't have any illusion that that information would get you into the club, which is where Tim makes his mistake, right? He thinks that if he can get that URL, that that will somehow impress them and get him an invite or something. Um, whereas the parents... Yeah, maybe they the just parents, want the I think, address. Realize that that's not how that's going to work. They can publish the address in their database. And I mean, I guess that starts a war with the club if they do that. But I mean, like not really. I think all that does is it like creates a nuisance for the club because people will start to come be looky loose in the lobby. But like eventually it's going to happen. Like the club would probably see it as an inevitability that they're just trying to forestall. But really for them, it's also probably leverage, right? It's like, you know, if we have this information, this is useful. That's right. They could go to the club and say, hey, we uh, it, we have this information. We don't want to publish it. Our policy, don't though, make is to publish all addresses. Publish it. So. Right. But if you were to be, you know, somehow in in partnership with you, then we wouldn't have to. And then they could get into the club that way or something. Um, so that's interesting. I think that makes sense. I mean, that's the thing is it's possible that this whole thing is their idea when you look at it that way, right? I mean... The parents. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think that they are potentially the real sort of uh, villains here, Um, along with the club, of course. Um, But the thing about the club is it's just sitting there doing its thing you know until these people come in and start asking things of it so um yeah i mean i think it makes sense if she is kind of manipulated by the parents you know i think to some extent against her will you know but maybe she doesn't have complete separation from them um and is more manipulated by them and, you know, kind of tries to step out and be her own person from time to time, but sort of fails. And maybe that's the sort of. Right. Yeah. And that's here. like, I think that's like almost all the versions that we are talking about are sort of converging on that sort of dance where she's making gestures at rebellion, but is somehow still under their control. And, or they I just keep outsmarting the, her or they keep, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess there is a version where she's like all in on rebellion and they're just, they literally have 
such leverage over her in some like non-psychological way that she can't help but do what they say. I mean, there's that, that's a possibility, but I'm thinking it's like probably a psychological component um, to this, right? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's probably, yeah, she's not all in on rebellion. She's in that complicated position that many people are in with their parents where she doesn't yeah. have the same values as them, but she still wants them to love her. She still and wants so their affection and, she, and... Yeah, so she's, you know, torn between doing things that she values and doing things that they value and she's always looking for a way to do both at once um and you know eventually she finds herself in a position where she has to do something that she really really doesn't want to do um for them and also for the other you know for the club people for the other people that she has now gotten herself involved with yeah so the i mean the so i think that middle area right where she both wants to please her parents and wants to rebel Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the right middle area. It's just actually that's a pretty vast space with a lot of detail, right? And where, you know, what, you know, what exactly does that look like? We're going to have to do another episode on this to figure this out. But that the sort of like beat by beat mechanics of, you know, going through the rest of the story, that stuff is actually not hard if we solve the real hard problem which is where we're at now right like if we know if we know what zoya oh, yeah, cares about to one of these answers then a lot of this stuff becomes the rest easier of it kind because of it reduces the number of options um otherwise we'll have three versions of every one of these i mean if we keep going through it and being like well the rebellious version is this and the <laughs> yeah, yeah. obsequious version is this and the uh, nuanced version is somewhere in between you know i mean i think we have to decide yeah like you know, do we want her struggle to be like she's always trying to get out from under her parents' thumb, but they're continuously able to manipulate her? Or do we want it to be her parents have the effect of, you know, negatively charging her to do something and uh, then eventually they get, they get wise and they sort of, you know... Uh, outsmart her the one time I mean those are basically options because either way the parents are eventually going to get their way and she is eventually going to like enter the club and do the murder well just to boil it down like what does she want right I mean it's like yeah it's what she's what is she trying to do we know she yeah what does she want we know she doesn't want to murder someone to get into this club right we know that right we don't know we don't know that maybe she didn't initially want to get into the club it's and not think that yeah that was no a cool she definitely thing. wants to get into the club at least a little bit because she's going to this trouble to like string this other guy along and you know she's doing she at least there's at least some interest to her in getting into the club for sure all right so i i think here's what we yes, i think we table this now and we and we come we come back to this uh because like yeah i think this is i think this is important enough to get right yeah I, I agree. And I feel like and I, I, need to, I need to. We're now running into an hour, so so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna return to this issue next week. We're gonna actually get through more of the beats of Zoya's plotline, and I think by the time you hear from us next, we'll have we'll have a clear answer to this question of what exactly is Zoya's motivation, because I think that's going to be critical moving forward. So, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for being with us. This has been Constellation, Making the Graphic Novel. Our theme song is Pomona by Audios. To subscribe to this podcast, look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher application. You can find us on Twitter or on the web at constellationpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.